they have all kinds of uh, ways to mute me, so <laughs> I have to undo uh, three mute options. Yeah. Today's episode of Go Be Wyoming is with Wyoming's 33rd governor, Mark Gordon. Mark served as state treasurer from 2012 to 2019 before he was elected governor, led Wyoming to have one of the top-ranked managed funds in the U.S. and worldwide. Today's interview is brought to you by Fly Sheridan, Sheridan County Airport, offering reliable air service from Sheridan, Wyoming to Denver International, operated by SkyWest Airlines and United. Book your direct flight at united.com. This episode is also brought to you by Fine Sight and Sound, the Wyoming's premier audio and visual sensory experience company. If you're looking to remodel your home, build a new home, or have a business and you need audio systems, visual systems, security systems, or a home network, Fine Sight and Sound is the company for you. Go to their website at fssavpro.com or give Aaron Perez a call at 307-751-6585. All righty. Well, uh, Governor Gordon, thanks for taking the time. I know you've got a busy schedule, you know, uh, with session going on beginning of the year. So I really appreciate you sitting down with me. Uh, my pleasure. Yeah, nice to meet you uh, by video. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice to meet you virtually as well. Um, is this the first time you've ever been on a podcast? It is not the first time I've ever been on a podcast, but it is the first time I've been on a video podcast. So. Oh, awesome. <laughs> this uh, definitely not your first time on a virtual call, though. <laughs> not, not at all. Not at all. What uh, what was the podcast you've been on? Uh, there, there was a podcast I did about, well, I've done two on this uh, um, podcast podcast. Uh, and I'm trying to remember that while well, I was on the crude life uh, last year at the energy expo, but I've also been on a hunting uh, on a couple of hunting uh, uh, podcasts. podcasts. So wonderful. Um, what do you think the value is of, of podcasts, you know, uh, audio and in the video aspect of it? Well, I think it's a remarkable way to be able to have a more extended conversation to follow uh, issues maybe a little bit in, in greater detail. Uh, and I think it's um, a, a terrific new medium. I um, have really appreciated uh, the opportunities that I've had. And then I, I know with Jenny and her work uh, with the Hunger Initiative, uh, it's been a terrific venue for her to be able to sort of expand the scope of that effort. Yeah. Wonderful. That, that was kind of the background of ours was, um, you know, in 2020, my co-host and I at the time were a little bored with COVID and stuff. And, uh, there were a lot of local elections as you're probably aware. And, uh, we wanted to dive into kind of, you know, those forms of government and have those conversations. So absolutely. And it's great to hear that you were on a crude life. That's a great energy podcast. And then uh, hunting, of course, with Wyoming, that's uh, definitely a big, big issue for sure. Well, terrific. So you, uh, I understood, uh, had a conversation with Chris Przinsky lately uh, or recently. Chris, uh, I, I started out uh, my coaching career with him as a kindergartner or something like that on my soccer team. So, Oh, fantastic. Um, and he and my uh, son, uh, Spencer actually, uh, 
were on the Buffalo back-to-back championship team that did so well. Oh, wonderful. What a great little connection there. I didn't, I didn't know you coached or, uh, I, you know, I know you're from Johnson County, but I didn't know you coached. So that's, that's pretty cool. That was something we probably should have asked Chris if uh, I had known that. So, um, what well, he was probably a pretty good athlete as a kindergartner. I'm going to bet. He was, uh, he was phenomenal. He really was that, that, uh, class of kids actually had some pretty remarkable, uh, yeah, really remarkable athletes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no yeah. winning multiple football, yeah. basketball yeah. Track. track. Definitely have yeah. a lot of athletes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was fun. I think some of them went on to Carroll college running, running careers. I know Spencer, uh, was a long snapper for the ducks. Uh, you know, Chris went on obviously to the NFL. It's been mm-hmm. great to watch him and Lexi as they've gone forward. Yeah. Very cool. Well, that's awesome. Well, um, if you have time, I think you'd enjoy listening to his, but sounds like you, you saw that on our list. Um, well, Governor, to, to get right into it, um, we kind of talked about energy and you guys um, or you, sorry, just had a big announcement uh, for uh, hydrogen and hydrogen development. And we've had um, Glenn Morrell from the Wyoming Energy Authority, and he kind of gave me a great understanding of why that's important to Wyoming. But um, let my listeners know of this new um, uh, interstate uh, coalition that you just announced last week. Sure. Um, well, I think as the nation is, uh, let me let me just begin by saying Wyoming is not in any way abandoning any of our legacy industries. We really feel that there is a way forward uh, with coal, with oil, and with gas, and and gas actually comes into uh, this hydrogen uh, announcement some in, in some detail. But, you, you know, over the last couple of years, there's been a, a lot of push towards electrifying our, our transportation fleet. Uh, and, and that um, has its limitations. And so there's a, a, a look for alternative fuels that can uh, help um, reduce emissions and and be more of a transportation fuel. Actually, hydrogen's not really new. It's been around since the 90s uh, as, a, as a potential alternative source of, of energy. But there's a couple of ways to be able to develop it. And uh, one of them is obviously using uh, electricity to uh, to electrolyze water and be able to get hydrogen and oxygen out of that. And uh, when you're talking about Wyoming, it's obviously water is a very precious commodity and we don't want to use it to run our cars. We'd rather run it, you know, use it to drink, make sure that we uh, actually can grow our crops, water our livestock, water our wildlife. So we're not as as, uh, enthusiastic about that. But uh, nationally, there has been a real push to say, let's find this, uh, let's build a couple of hydrogen hubs. Uh, We feel that Wyoming is way out in the lead. If you talk to Glenn, you know that Wyoming and our university have really led the way on some of that. and so we were happy to uh, work with Colorado, with Utah and New Mexico. Actually, I'd also say that Idaho and Arizona are 
interested in this project as well. Idaho, because it has a lot of the technical expertise in uh, the Idaho National Nuclear Laboratory in Arizona, because it has consumers that really want to use use hydrogen. Uh, but but uh, what we're very happy about is it looks like we'll have a hydrogen hub in the Rocky Mountain West. Uh, and, and if that's the case, then we can use our natural gas as the uh, way to make hydrogen, which we feel is much preferable to using water. Right. Right. Yeah. That was a great explanation. I think for anyone that doesn't understand what you, the, the big key there was use our natural gas for another energy source, which it would be, you know, create hydrogen. And then there we go. Um, so that's fantastic news. So it sounds like some other Rocky Mountain states are maybe getting into this coalition. Um, and it's uh, the coalition is called the uh, Western Interstate Hydrogen Hub, correct? Um, fantastic. Um, and is there any other big project? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Is there any other big projects uh, outside of this coalition? Uh, for hydrogen, yes, yes. Uh, there there are a couple of hubs that are being contemplated by the Department of Energy. Uh, we feel that ours is uh, by far one of the strongest uh, uh, applicants, simply because we have so many resources. You, you know, when I went to school, there was just hydrogen, but apparently there's a rainbow of colors now. There's black, uh, there's blue, there's green, there's turquoise, um, and and uh, I was disappointed in a conversation I had at the White House where uh, they were talking about only green hydrogen. That's the stuff made from water. Uh, when I pointed out that, you know, we have a drought going on in the West, particularly aggressive drought in the Colorado River Basin, uh, and that it made a lot more sense to use natural gas, which is the blue hydrogen, um, they finally came around and, and said, <laughs> well, yeah, we, we, we believe that there's a, a, a way forward there as well. So. Awesome. Well, very good. That's very uh, exciting to hear, you know, to use our natural resources, like you said, our legacy resources for something else. Um, another uh, initiative that I think um, is very important is uh, blockchain and crypto. Uh, I recently watched a video from Bloomberg uh, where Wyoming was the figure of crypto. So talk a little bit about blockchain and why it's important. <laughs> Well, Wyoming, and I think it's just because we are a, a smaller legislature and we're very nimble, but we're also very uh, serious about uh, the regulatory structure uh, around uh, blockchain and crypto. So we've been working on this for a, a number of years. Wyoming has really led the way, and it's been fun to go to a couple of uh, national conferences and even an international conference where people are saying, you know, what Wyoming is doing is really groundbreaking. Um, we we uh, passed several laws uh, a few years ago that uh, allowed for uh, what we're calling uh, special purpose depository institutions. That's a fight we're having uh, right now with the Federal Reserve to make sure that these uh, these instruments that are only in Wyoming law at this point that allow for the storage of digital assets, deposits, if you will, 
Uh, and uh, we have uh, several companies that have uh, gotten banking charters in Wyoming for this speedy de- depository uh, type of institution. That's been a, a remarkable advancement. But in addition to that, we have these distributed autonomous organizations, these DAOs that we passed last year. I think we have our first uh, one that, that was that was approved. And all of these things, I think, represent with the way the um, settlement uh, is going to go forward. So currently, you, you know, you have to go through several intermediaries. You you have a cash um, uh, transaction that goes through a bank that gets transferred somewhere else and then a cash transaction at the end. What this allows is for direct uh, relationship between the producer and the consumer, really the f- finest form of capitalism, uh, you know, straight up, straight up marketplace. And it has a number of possibilities to it. Uh, and I'll just touch on a, on a couple. Sure. Um, one that I think is particularly uh, valuable for Wyoming uh, really comes about as a way to solve climate change. And by that, I mean, if we can demonstrate what producers ranchers and farmers are doing in Wyoming to sequester carbon, use our university to verify it, or as we've also demonstrated the ability to geologically sequester it. So both North Dakota and Wyoming have uh, the only two uh, states that have primacy on this. Uh, We can sequester that carbon, demonstrate that it's put underground, demonstrate that it's sequestered for all eternity. And if we have consumers that are anxious to uh, make sure that they adjust that. Now we can actually set up a straight up marketplace, not a regulation, just a marketplace that says that's valuable. And why would that be valuable? Because a lot of people round up, you know, they buy an airplane ticket and at the end it says, would you like to contribute a little extra for climate change? Um, and people usually check that off and they send some money. That money goes to people like Elon Musk, which is where he was able to keep his car company running, even when they weren't selling cars. Right. And right. instead, what we'd like to do is get it put into the pockets of farmers and ranchers and the people of Wyoming. Um, it's good for that. It, it's good for, um, you know, Ethereum, for example, is really a remarkable new type of digital currency in that, um, you know, unlike uh, Apple Music at this point, where it's basically a license, I bought the music, but I can use it as long as they allow me to have the license. You can now actually get the the, the, the product just the way we used to with CDs, um, uh, you know, where you actually own it. Uh, right. and, and that's what, that's what NFTs can do. That's what, uh, that's what Ethereum can do. So I think there's a lot that's moving and I think Wyoming is really in the driver's seat. And more importantly, when we look at what's happening globally, the United States really needs to get on board because China, I think, is really attempting at this point to threaten the dollar's hegemony by saying the e which is their government cryptocurrency, uh, that the e will now be the standard for transactions in Asia. We need to make sure that the United States is not left behind. Right. right. Absolutely. Well, and I think... Um, that's interesting that you brought that up with climate change because we had a conversation with Dave Kane and he mentioned some other agriculture uses for livestock producers in Wyoming too. So man, there's just an infinite amount of things we can do with blockchain. Um, and so I want to make sure I heard you right. Wyoming is the only state right now that 
is kind of leading the fight against the feds on uh, the Dow's? Well, we, we were the first to pass it. And to my knowledge, there are no other states at this point that have DAOs in their in their body of law. Awesome. No, that's fantastic. And I I'm dabbling into crypto. And so it's great to hear that Wyoming's pushing the the consumer to the bank, you know, because you're absolutely right. I had to go through, you know, a wire transfer to a bank outside of Wyoming to come back to the charters. And hopefully we get to where I can just do it in the state. And then uh, that's that. So that's fantastic. Um. Yeah, and a- actually, Aaron, we're you know we're starting to see uh, a couple of gun manufacturers and a couple of others that are starting to accept crypto uh, as as a, as a form of, of purchase. Oh wow! Um, so so it's coming, um, and uh, I think there's a lot that recommends it. Yeah, and it it's great to hear that we're leading the charge. So at least we'll be, you know, um, and, and in a good way, I wouldn't say we're being hastily about it. We're, we've done it in a great way. So, uh, that's fantastic. Um, the next question I had for you, uh, governor Gordon is, um, we just recently appointed a new, um, I think I'm saying this right. The IIJA coordinator. Um, and that's, that's for the federal funds that are going to be releasing soon. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, everything is always funny out of Washington, so it's either the IIJA or the IJA. But that—that uh, that is the—that's uh, the infrastructure bill that will be coming, uh, and um, there, there's a, a, a tremendous amount of money that is going to be delivered to Wyoming. It fits within, and I think you know, voters in Wyoming know that I have been very uh, strident about saying that the monies we use are being borrowed from our great-great-grandchildren and because the debt that we incur doing this is really enormous. So these have got to be transformational, they've got to be lasting, and they've got to eventually benefit those people. Uh, and so when we are talking about what this um, IAJA will do, it's mostly infrastructure, rebuilding bridges, uh, rebuilding sewers, rebuilding uh, water lines, all that sort of stuff that fits within that general uh, rubric. Um, but it also will allow us to expand broadband um, mm. pretty significantly. Uh, our, our coordinator is Rob Krieger, a uh, really bright young man here at our office. He'll be working uh, to sort of make sure those monies are coordinated between the counties, the cities, and then also here in, in the state. Um, those rules are changing on a regular basis. Uh, they, uh, the, the money is coming very quickly. Some of it's going to require matching, and that's really what, um, what Rob is, is out there to sort of help, help do. That's fantastic. I didn't know broadband was involved. That's, I feel like that's a very big priority for the state other than, you know, bridges and the infrastructure, like you mentioned. Right. And, and Aaron, you might actually consider putting Rob on at some point just yeah. because he yeah. can walk through that bill pretty extensively. Yeah, that'd be great. And like you said, uh, the rules always change. And so there's always going to be a lot of stuff going on, but um, I'd love to have Rob on because that uh, would be curious to know um, if, if we do get any funds and if they're matching things like that, that would be very interesting. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you'd find a priority outside of broadband and, you know, roads, bridges, things like that from this? For the, for the, uh, IIJA. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. absolutely. We've been working very hard to, um, 
make sure that there's as much flexibility in uh, how those funds are used as possible. Uh, the law is fairly restrictive. Uh, uh, the rules are, as I say, coming out on a regular basis. But every governor, and it doesn't matter what party, every governor has been saying, look, this is passed at a national level, but you, you know, you're not passing it in a way that makes it very uh, effective for a place like Wyoming or Utah or Colorado or New York, wherever it is. So we've all been fighting to get a, a, lot, a lot more flexibility. And here are some of the things that I really like to figure out how to get more money in, involved. Um, we have a dam in uh, Laprel Dam right outside of Glenrock uh, that is uh, built was built in 1904. It's a, it's a essential dam for the irrigators. Uh, and and yet it's sort of starting to fail. We can't even fill it all the way because there's some cracks that are emerging. We need to get that replaced. Uh, a couple of years ago, the Goshen Irrigation District um, had a, a tunnel that collapsed. It was built in the 1920s, I believe, uh, and you know is over 100 years old. Uh, it just stuff is starting to fail and, and we need to be able to expand it for, uh, uses of trying to fix those, those, those aspects up. We really want to try to also allow, because the restriction on this is it can't be used for anything new. Uh, and that, that's particularly frustrating when we're Mm. talking about things like I-80, um, I-80, uh, there's some places where it would make a lot of sense to reroute the road um, just because the what we call the Snow Men Trail, that Elk Mountain to Laramie uh, yep. Yep. section of road just gets, you know, closed all the time. Uh, and there's places where we really ought to add another lane. And those things are very expensive. This is something that could make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be frustrating if it's, you know, has to be something new. And like you mentioned, that's hard for the, the dam, the Goshen irrigation, you know, that's, those are existing. And then I-80. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and Aaron, what I'm saying, you cannot use it for anything new. So. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So you, it has to be, oh, so that makes it even more difficult. (laughs) Right. Right. Only broadband is, you know, meant to be extended into underserved and unserved areas. And there, what we've done uh, and we did this with some of the remaining CARES Act dollars uh, uh, that that allowed us to uh, remap uh, uh, because there's an FCC map that says who's got coverage for broadband. It turned out to be very general and not very accurate. And so what we were able to do was to use some of those funds to really go in and study. So places like Dayton, Ranchester, um, you, you know, we, we can actually get a much better idea who actually is getting served and who isn't there and then be able to uh, plan accordingly where we're going to expand broadband. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And, um, we'll, I'll be curious to see how that turns out. Um, well, last question I have for you, and then we kind of get into the fun stuff. Um, can you please explain, um, the appointment process of the new state superintendent, we had to replace uh, Mrs. Barlow. So explain that for people that might not know how you get uh, recommendations and then how you appoint that position. 
Yeah, sure. Well, and it's, it's sort of the way I ended up as a, as a treasurer. And in fact, Ed Buchanan ended up as secretary of state. Uh, in my case, uh, Joe Meyer, who was treasurer at the time, passed away. And there's a period of time um, off the top of my head, it's about 20 days uh, that the party of the um, whoever is left the office the, the party gets to get together and the central committee chooses three individuals that they advance to uh, the governor. And the governor then has five days after that, uh, uh, those, those nominees have come forward to make a decision on the one that replaced them. Uh, and in, in this case, I had three, uh, you know, good, good candidates that the party had uh, gone through. And the party uses different uh, vetting processes. They, they Usually the central committee will have individual interviews. They may have a public speech. They may have some, you know, a series. In my case, they had a series of questions that each candidate had to answer separately so you couldn't hear each other's answers, mm. those sorts of things. So there's a pretty solid vetting process. Um, you know, Thomas Kelly from Sheridan was uh, one of the candidates uh, and uh, Marty Halverson and then uh, uh, the, the superintendent that, that we had, Brian Schrader. Uh, and in our case, what we did was interview uh, and, and Brian seemed to have probably the most educational experience uh, and, and that I think is absolutely critical uh, for for Wyoming um, for that job and particularly so and, and let me just pivot a little bit to yeah. Uh, yeah. you know an effort that we have one of the main things that I've really tried to push is making sure that Wyoming's education system was second to none. And that really starts, uh, you know, at, at uh, kindergarten right through uh, 12th grade. Uh, we've, we've asked, uh, we have a group, uh, which I, I, I would mention that is called the RIDE group. It's on our website, uh, the governor's website, ride.yo.gov. Um, and we have, a, 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 I guess, a, a survey that's out uh, for people uh, to, to look at. Where we wanted to look at it was start with the parents, uh, ask uh, parents and students what they wanted from education, build that out a little bit more to the community and eventually the businesses, et cetera, and really look at uh, whether Wyoming is delivering what uh, the people of Wyoming want, starting at the base level. Right. Um, moving up from that, just because there's a tremendous amount of noise around education, we just wanted to start at the fundamentals. Uh, moving up beyond that and moving into uh, the, the higher education uh, level, you know, there's obviously a near need for career and technical education. Some people aren't needing to get their degrees the way they used to. They want certificates. So we need to have a very flexible and responsive education system uh, at that post-secondary level. So we're really revamping that whole thing and having somebody who has some experience with education, has a new perspective in the way Brian Schrader did, it's just absolutely essential in that whole effort. Wonderful. Thank you for explaining that. And because uh, I know a lot of people are going to be curious about how those appointments happen in education. So thank you very much. And I didn't know Thomas Kelly uh, was a nominee for that. Yeah, he's we've had him on a couple of times. He's a very smart guy, very intelligible guy. Absolutely. 
Um, well, awesome. Well, okay. Last question. Cause you've got a hard stop here. Um, uh, what does it mean to you? Um, you know, you're from the Johnson County area. What does it mean to you to be from Wyoming and to be cowboy tough? I was reading your, um, a speech to the legislature and I loved it. And you're very optimistic about, you know, we need more cowboys. So uh, what does that mean to you to be cowboy tough? Uh, well, it means you're resilient. It means uh, you, you know how to use common sense. You're, uh, I guess the way I grew up, you, you need to be a little bit humble about yourself, but you're capable of willing to take on anything. Um, and you want to help your, your neighbor as much as you can. Uh, I think there's a real independent streak to Wyoming. I love it. Uh, that is something that I have always treasured. Uh, but I think there's a practical sense to us as well. And uh, I've been very delighted to be able to convey, uh, and it's been fun actually at a national level, to talk about Wyoming was the state that had our schools open uh, the most with the most in-person days of education. Um, we're one of two states that didn't have major uh, unrest. We did have people that expressed their points of view. Um, nothing ever got out of hand. Uh, that's the way America should be. And, uh, and I've said this over and over and over again. Wyoming is what, what the rest of the country wishes they could have been if they had taken the time to do it right. That's awesome. That's great. And the last thing I want uh, out of you, uh, Governor Gordon, is we've got uh, some really great wrestlers heading into the Big 12 tournament and the NCAA tournament. And then our men's basketball team, if they can turn it around, maybe you can give them some words of encouragement. Anything for those two programs as we head to tournament time? Yeah, well, tonight's going to be a, a tough test for them, but I, I'm pulling for the Cowboys all the way. Uh, I think that's, uh, you know, it's going to be a great game. And, and I think our team is just... You know, we call them the cardiac cowboys, but they pull it out most of the time. Uh, and our wrestlers, that's a that's a sport that I, uh, you know, both my sons wrestled. And um, so it's near and dear. Wyoming has always had a strong program, but this year we really have a really good program. And I'd encourage people to look at it as much as they can. So Wonderful. Well, I think if that's it, um, thank you for your time. And uh, hopefully we can do this again, maybe when you're not so busy, maybe in person. Uh, but uh, Governor, thanks for your time. And I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. And I'd love to do it. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks. Thanks.